1: All right, folks. Welcome back to Storc Dirt Radio FM ninety six AM eleven seventy. The answer. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed Audrey last week. She did three hours, broke Ooh. her in hard, and all the feedback I got was phenomenal. I listened to most of the show, and it, she just did a great job. So that means I can Thank take you. I can take some time off time off if I like. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Alpha Cite Logistics, serving the Imperial Valley. For over twenty years, they offer portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand uh, wash trailers, uh, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Call them at seven six zero three five two eight three eight three for your next event out in the desert. So you have a special guest on the line, I understand.
2: Yes, yeah, I'm really happy. Um I've got Mike McGarity on the phone with us joining us. Um Mike has some big news to share with us today and then we got a couple other things we're gonna go over um that Corva has been uh working on and has coming up. Uh hey Mike how's it going?
0: Hey guys
1: how are you today? Doing great Fantastic. buddy
2: Um, And then also we have uh, right now at Stoven is is not in on the phone yet. He um, Hopefully, will be calling in. He We're hosting an event today. We've been talking about it for the last couple months, Mountain Dash. It's a dual sport motorcycle oh, event that started doing, yeah. at Moda Forza this morning out in Escondido. Um, so that was nice uh, meeting up, seeing all the riders out there, checking out their bikes. and oh, is that where you setups. Went this Yeah, yeah. I was up at Moda Forza. Um, and so that was fantastic. There's uh, probably 50 uh, uh, individuals that actually registered, and then you've got wow. the handful of volunteers, so I think we're about 65 riders out on the road wow. um, today. Uh, we've, they're doing the three peaks. We've got Palomar, uh, Julian, um, and then Otai that mm. they're going to be hitting, so it's approximately 155 miles. About half of it's paved, about half wow. of it's dirt, so that's a nice little dual sport event that will be wrapping up at Otay. Sounds, um,
1: and, all, and some proceeds go to SDORC.
2: Yes, it's going to be split 50-50 between SDORC <laughs> and the San Diego Adventure. A rider.
1: Hey, excellent. So. did you swing a leg over?
2: I did not. Not this morning. <laughs> They're too short.
1: You won't <laughs> no. even touch the ground.
2: Hey, you know, you
0: last got a bike
1: to ride.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, this is Ed. I'm on. Um, oh, hey, yeah, Ed. I got that 100. I, I'm calling you. So I got that motorcycle you rode last week. Uh, you're welcome to use that.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's plated. It's Honda uh, 100XL. It's got the. It's got a 200XR motor in it. So I was so anxious and nervous after last. I, we had to blow off some steam, so we went for you know 20 minute half hour ride around his neighborhood and just real quick down yeah. to the dog park and back. It was really nice after yeah. last weekend. So.
1: So let's get back to Mike.
2: Yeah. How
0: you doing, Mike? Hey, things are, things are good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, both of you for having me on uh, today. This is great.
1: So you don't have enough on your plate, so you thought this would be <laughs> fun and I'll pile some more on? <laughs>
0: well, a lot a lot has been happening in the last six days for Corva, <laughs> especially for me. Yeah. Um, six days ago, I found out that I, I need to transition from the VP of administration to the, to the president of Corva, and so... Um, yeah, if you if you guys want to dive straight into that, I can I can read the uh, the immediate press release that happened um, sure. um, a week ago on Monday, and that'll kind of uh, prep us for you know some of the conversation that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mike, take take it away.
0: So um, for for over fifteen years, um, we had an active member on the board, uh, Ken Clark. He was first uh, the Northern Regional of California. He has spent the last five years as the president of CORVA. Ken has offered his he offered his resignation a couple days prior to the press release. Um, came at us uh, quite a surprise to the board. Um, Ken attended countless events as the CORVA representative. Very proud of the work that he had done uh, to help uh, one of the things that he had done was help the OHMVR Commission to become a permanent California Commission, um, create side-by-side education in California during his tenure. Uh, Amy Grinant and the Corva Board of Directors, we truly deeply appreciate his dedication and years that Ken had served and given to Corva. All of you who knew and know Ken, uh, his infectious laugh, his huge smile, dedication, the defense of public lands would definitely be missed. Um, We wish him the very best as he switches gears into the next chapter of his life. Uh, One of the things that Ken wanted to say and quote, uh, I'm stepping away from CORVA with the hope that the association can get back to focusing on the challenging work of protecting OHV access and public lands. This is the mission that CORVA has done for more than 52 years and I hope to see this mission continue as I fade into the sunset. Happy trails until we meet again, unquote. <laughs> um, so I would like to um, assure everyone and, and especially the CORVA uh, uh, members, the board remains fully committed to unifying and protecting the beneficial programs for off-road vehicle enthusiasts throughout California. The board remains committed to serving the community at large providing awareness on matters concerning the safety, sound conservation practices, appropriate trail etiquette, and methods to effectively participate and interact um, in the formation of public policy. That's just not just a statement that we typed up out of the blue. Uh, that is on our, that is in our bylaws. And so for, for me, um, who I've been the VP of administration for the past year, um, I transition into this presidency, um, and I don't take this lightly. I know it's a, you know, it's a very important job, um, and you know, I, I come with a lot of different experience. I served as Cal4Wheel VP from 2017 to 2021. Uh, I feel that you know I've got the skills, the passion, this lifelong dedication uh, to really fight and serve Corvo well in this new role. So, yeah. um, again, it's only been six days since I, since I, um, was told that, Hey, uh, guess what? You get to fill these big shoes now, Mike. And so, um, and, and this, um, comes at the same time that as the VP of administration, I'm responsible for, um, as the content editor for the Oriah and, um, we, we just sent that off to the graphic artist and he's working on it for our summer edition and Oriah is off-roaders in action. And, and I have to just say that, you know, Ed's on the, on the call, every board member, including Ed Stoven, we are off-roaders in action and, um, Corva is absolutely in action. There's, there's so much going on. Um, our land, our land, um, Expert, um, Our VP of of Land Resources and Public Policy is Bruce Witcher, and he um, put together a fantastic um, overview article in the Araya that is several pages long of just everything that's happening in California. And so we've got a lot going on.
1: Well, you have to admit, Mike, you know, and not taking anything away from your talents, but it's a team. You know, it's not yeah. just you. It's not you having to carry the load. You know, you're just plugging another part in the puzzle of the team. And the team is what really makes all of this happen. So it's really, you know, just, you know, it's really a hats off to you because, you know, the, the board would not have put you in this position if you didn't. they didn't think you were worthy. Uh, to be sort of the leader of the pack, but nothing's going to change. If anything, you know, maybe new ideas, maybe a little bit more uh, enthusiasm will be punched into the program. But you know, it's a win-win all the way around.
0: Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that, and that's a hundred percent correct. Um, we have a we have a big team, um, and we've got Amy Grenot as our 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 managing director who uh, works way more than she um, is paid to do. Uh, she put in um, a tremendous amount of hours uh, focusing strictly on uh, representing Corva in all of the levels of land advocacy in California, which um, everyone should know is, uh, you know, with, with state parks, with BLM land and with forests. And so, um, it's a lot to keep track of, sure. and um, we we've got Amy, um, you know, carrying the load, focusing on that, and and then now I transition in focusing on, you know, keeping uh, keeping all the the pieces um, fitting together and all the wheels moving with this board, and um, you know, it's, Let, it's can we it's uh, hold that great.
2: spot? We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this.
1: Yeah. So don't go anywhere, Mike. This is. S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM
2: 1170
1: The Answer Alright folks Welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer By the way, did you know Wayne Miller uh, sponsors the crash truck out at uh, Marona Speedway?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah I
1: was out there hauling and I go, going Hey, there goes Wayne Miller <laughs> Oh look, there goes a tire <laughs> Now I know why he's chasing that tire, but Wayne Miller is a great, great, great sponsor if you're looking for tires. They also do service, and Audrey even knows their number.
2: 619-596-2800.
1: You are on the speed dial, right?
2: I actually he's on my speed
1: dial. Yeah. As much time as you have trouble with tires. But yeah, if you ever need, I don't care, from a, a small trailer to a tractor trailer, you name it. Miller can handle it. Yeah. All right. We were talking to Mike uh, McGarity. He just uh, was promoted to president of Corva. And, you know, Mike, just for a second, kind of explain to people that maybe have just tuned in and they don't know what Corva is.
0: Oh, so, sure. Um, so Corva has been around for over 52 years. And uh, Corva is the California Off-Road Vehicle Association. And we... Uh, literally do more than uh, represent vehicles in my opinion um, oh, yeah. we uh, we um, actually I think represent anybody and everybody in California who wants to access their favorite camping ground, their favorite uh, fishing spot, their favorite um, rock climbing area that they want to rock climb we we have hang gliders who have to use and main um, and um, access of uh, Forest Service roads to get to where they're going to go, I feel that Corvo represents all of these um, different groups, um, even if they don't have a OHV, an off-highway vehicle, mm-hmm. or a side-by-side or a motorcycle, just um, wanting to get to their trailhead to go backpacking. Most of the times, uh, they're on a uh, Forest Service road. Or they're out on uh, BLM uh, trails, which Corva advocates for, fights for, um, continues to, uh, you know, monitor all the meetings, everything that's happening and what's going on, and then uh, write comments and are actively participants in the whole. uh, If it's a revision, uh, the you know Forest Service goes through different revision plans, or if it's. Um, public meetings where state parks is, you know, wanting to, you know, tweak access or do something different or, you know, et cetera. Um, So Corva is um, actively engaged and involved in every aspect. As soon as you get off of the pavement and get to either dirt gravel or um, anything that says not a County maintained road, or um, that's, that's what Corva fights to maintain and, and gives everybody access to not just, you know, not just OHVers, Jeepers, or motorcycle riders. I mean, um, and now, and not now, but just recently, we've, in the past couple years, have been really working with uh, snowmobile riders as well because their, um, you know, OSV, over snow vehicle travel, has been really uh, targeted um, by environmentalists, um, you know, stating that, um, even though they're just you know traveling across uh, snow, <laughs> um, they're uh, making claims that um, it's uh, somehow damaging the environment. So.
1: Well, of course it is. All the snow bunnies are out there, scared snotless, because this big it just drives me absolutely crazy. They, it's like they sit around and they say, "Okay, who are we going to go after? Who are we going to close? Who what can we take away now?"
2: Yeah. It's- but
1: thank God for Corva. And now for the general public, if they want to help support you guys, how's, what's the best way?
0: Oh, it's super, super simple. It's just uh, corva.org. Um, when you click on that website, you'll see um, it'll talk about, you know, there's the the menu, you know, about us and mm-hmm. about the different levels of sponsorship uh, for businesses. But then for members, we got individual membership. Um, it's only $40 a year. It's super inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if, if somebody, you know, doesn't want to commit to the 40 bucks a year, um, everything on there, you know, you can click and look and, and read everything that the membership receives if you want to, you know, um, just be able to, you know, be educated. All of our Arias are um, are there as uh, PDFs, so you can open it up and you can read um, everything that's happening. Of course, we you know if we help you, we want you to help us and help us um, you know be able to do what we do. Um, the membership you know is exactly how we uh, pay for the aria between membership and some of these events. And what's what's pretty amazing about Corva is we have uh, groups out there who. Um, affiliate themselves because with Corva, because they believe in what Corva does, they put on events that 100% of their proceeds go back towards Corva, wow. and um, it's just it's just amazing to see that. You don't really see that with that, any other um, type of you know organizations, associations, and so um, that's just that just speaks volumes on mm. you know. I believe on the success of of Corbin, what we've done in the lives of a lot of these off-roader enthusiasts, you know, statewide. So,
1: yeah, no, I mean, it's all about, you know, and for who was I talking to the other day? I says, quit complaining. join an advocacy group, help out. Yep. Throw a couple bucks at them. Volunteer. Yep. But just quit complaining. I don't want to hear about it.
2: I mean, become a member. And once a month, you get an email. And you know maybe twice a month. But it has pertinent information. This is what's going on. This is open for public comments. Right. We need you to comment on this. This is what we suggest you put. and Or how you write it. And who you need to send it to. And here's a link so you can yeah. submit it.
1: And by the way, Mike, I'm not the guy you'd want to help promote. I was working with the uh, Byrne Institute. And to raise awareness and money, I would have you hold your hand out and I'd lit a lighter and burnt your finger. And then I told you, no, 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 no. Think about it. I'd say, Does that hurt? they go, God dang, that really hurt. I said, well, imagine a little eight-year-old kid with 80% of his body burnt. Yeah. Give me some money. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's anyways, right. they said no, Dave. That's a little too over the top.
3: That's a little,
1: that's <laughs> a little hardcore. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You can't be burning people. It's not really a nice thing to do. But I did raise a lot of money. I got to tell you, it was it was awesome. But no, we got to get you guys back down into San Diego for KUSI whenever you're doing a major event. And we love what you do with SDORC and, yep. you know, and that's one thing about you know the off road community. I mean, it's, I mean, it just has to be as a unit. All right. So is he staying yeah. the rest of the show, or are we going to let him enjoy the rest of his Sunday? Because I can bet he's got homework.
2: Uh, he does have homework, but I think you have a couple of upcoming events. Oh,
1: yeah. Talk about those, and then we'll get to uh, Ed, because I know he's sitting on a mountain waiting to roll off.
0: <laughs> well, we did. Um, I would like to share with everyone that sure um, we, we are um, updating our bylaws. one of the One of the big things that we had to update here recently was um, the ability to have electronic meetings, believe it or not, um, with, uh, with the whole COVID, everything, uh, all of our meetings um, went to an electronic style. And then uh, due to our board members being so far apart and distance, I mean, we've got um, a lot of miles between all the board members. Now we can, um, according to our bylaws, now we can meet uh, virtually uh, members from all the state can join us. We're working on the language to allow a blended um, type of of meetings, but the Board of Directors now, according to our bylaws that just got passed at our annual meeting a couple weeks ago, we can hold meetings by means of remote communication, participation in the meeting uh, held by remote communication, which also constitutes a presence in the person in the meeting, so that's good stuff. um, I would I would like to talk um, a little bit um, to the business sponsors who are out there. Um, yeah, definitely. We, we, yeah, so we do have um, a handful of great, amazing business sponsors. Um, if a business is in um, in any type related to um, off road use, or even businesses that cater to people who, like I mentioned earlier, who are accessing their favorite fishing spots or camping areas. Um, Corvett could really use and uh, you know appreciate the help from the businesses. So again, on our website corvett.org, um, there's opportunities for businesses to join um, different levels of sponsorship, starting at just a dollar a day, which is three hundred sixty-five dollars a year, um, you know, up to a platinum level, which is a thousand dollars a year, and. We just brought on Claussen uh, Motorsports as a platinum sponsor out of Fresno. Uh, we've brought on uh, Trail Gear as a platinum sponsor out of Fresno. You know, go, go be it. I live in Madeira. I work in Clovis, so Fresno is right here. So, uh, yeah, all the all of my uh, local areas. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of the businesses. Uh, we brought in another um, a startup company, uh, from a great couple named Skull Hunters 4x4, um, and we're bringing in um, a lot of clubs also. Um, a club, um, if they want to become a Corva club, it's $400 a year, um, but if they've already got 10 uh, Corva members in their club, they can automatically qualify as a Corva club. All they have to do is just reach out you know, to us. Um, and they can send an email to info at corva dot org or they can just um, get on the Corva website and um, and then express an interest in becoming in a Corva club. A lot of clubs, surprisingly, they've got 10, 15, 20 Corva members and they're not a Corva club because they didn't realize right. that it's all they got to do is just say, hey, we've got all these you know members, a lot of people become uh, members of Korva, and They don't affiliate themselves with their local club and yeah. then come to find out, you know their local club qualifies to be a club and there's a lot of other perks and benefits behind doing that as well
1: so you need um, since since you have nothing else to do you need to get like a map of california and every city you know should you should find a representative that goes to the local bike stores you know the apparel stores you know the four-wheel parts stores the off-road warehouse stores and you should send somebody in every state to go out and canvass that particular city, and then the city representative that gets the most wins something.
0: So I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. So uh, we we do have field representatives, ah. and we can have as many field representatives as we possibly can have. There you so go. if mm-hmm. anybody is like, you know what, I don't want the commitment of being a you know a board member. I don't want this and that. But you know what, I can be a field representative for Corva. Reach out to us. Um, you know, and, and you know, send me an email. It's Mike dot at corva dot org. Um, you can send it to info. A lot of you know how to get a hold of us. You can mm. find me on Facebook, and but be a field representative. That that is fantastic because um, if you're already in the city and you know yeah. in your certain town or city, you know location, you've got all these different shops that could benefit from us uh, and and benefit and help Corva, and the Corva can help them. Um, you, you know, it's one big family, right? We need to unite. That's we it. need to. Um, you know, join arms, and we need to be, uh, you know, you know, kind of crazy to say this, but we we've got to take a play from the environmentalist playbook. They yeah. all join forces, they all interlock, they all help each other, yep. and they all band together. And that's exactly what I'm going to be working on doing because it needs to happen.
1: Well, see, that's why you're the president. All right, so I'm going to go <laughs> on the website. I'm going to take a look at that, and maybe I'll take my lighter and go see what I can do. All right, we got to get out of here, Mike. One more well, thing? I was
2: going to say, are you going to come back for the next 15 minutes? I did want to talk e oh. bikes and, and, and...
1: Yeah, and, and then we'll... We want to talk Oceano.
2: And Oceano, yes. All right,
1: cool. Then let's do that. This is Storc Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Storc Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by S&S Off-Road Magazine. Man, if you have not checked that out, you are missing. S&S is the best. dot com. S-S-O-R-M. That sound like a rhyme, huh? It did. S&S is the best. I'm going to have to yeah. tell her that that's a new logo. But anything and everything you want to know about the off-road community, that's where you go. They're online. You can join. It's super inexpensive. And Steve and Sherry just do a phenomenal job. So check them out. That's www.ssorm.com. All right. We've been talking to Mike McGarity. He's just now the new president of Corva. And Audrey had some questions. We want to talk about Oceana Dunes. I see you have a new sticker on your car. I do, yeah. yeah.
2: I found it, and I, I, Jared and Mike gave it to me like a year ago no, at and it. I just found it in one of my bags.
1: So, how is it going up there? I mean, is the fight still a fight?
0: Yeah, it's still it's still quite the fight. Um, friends, you know, I'll kind of switch hats here. I'm also on the board for Friends of Oshana Dunes and um, Jim Sudi and the board. Um, you know, you know, especially Jim, he puts in. A tremendous amount of hours. Uh, him and Tom Roth, the the lawyer uh, for um, for the Friends Oceana Dunes, they are uh, constantly battling. What has just recently happened was, which we're pretty we're pretty stoked about, is um, we filed a lawsuit which um, is specifically um, pointing out the the Air Pollution Control District and repaying money that they um, that they had taken and spent on. Um, let's just say bogus research and stuff that later found out in court that they shouldn't have been doing, and so they have to re, they have they're supposed to repay this money. It's like close to a million dollars. Well,
2: I mean, um, that's, a I
0: can, of, that's a lot of zeros. You know, that that's was a lot of zeros. out of the yeah, yeah, one that of the was ones taken that... out of the OHB trust fund.
2: One of the ones that really upset me on this was a couple years ago, they took the the front, um, what was it? They took away 500 camping permits, and then they they, uh, fenced off another, what, 45 or 50 acres in the front. Right where, um, when you get the king tides and stuff, those fences water comes into the fence line and it's it's absolutely ridiculous and then when they did that and they added those fences they didn't do the environmental assessment or any of the other things that's why when the king tide happened it came up into that uh, into that area um, you know and had they had they not done that it would be totally different if they actually filed the uh, environmental impact assessment. Uh, uh, report and, and did what they were supposed to do, those fences wouldn't be put up yet. It'd be another two years down the line um, because they have to follow the scientific report, make sure that it wouldn't affect anything. And yet here we have it still closed, still minimized down to 500 permits instead of the 950 that it was. Um, and and we still don't have access to that area. Uh, so this is, it's exciting to me to see... Um, uh, What's going to happen with that? If we are going to be able to get that money back um, and and have it go back into the OHV fund, it would be phenomenal.
0: Well, like you know, like anything else with dealing with us, uh, you know, Oceana Dunes State Parks, California Coastal Commission. APCD, every layer of bureaucracy, and it takes a lawsuit in order to get anything to change, anything to happen. Um, you know, other agencies, other you know areas. You know, we can work in collaboration and and be successful in doing that. But you know, when when we got the Coastal Commission. Um, and you know when that coastal commission got this heavily involved in the Oceana dunes, it it was a major change. And you know you're you're talking about all the areas. So that foredune area, uh, you know, was basically, um, you know, in my in my opinion, railroaded in there. Uh, literally like overnight without even a a due process and it even happening. Um, And you're absolutely correct. I have made um, over the, ever since that has been put in, I've made many comments um, to the, to the state parks and their, in their meetings. I've made many comments about how uh, camping has dramatically been, um, been impacted and safety is, is a huge concern because, People can only pull their trailers up so far to those fences, uh, without either getting stuck in the deep sand, and so they stay close to the to the ocean side. And then the big tides come in and wipe out their camps, or. Um, if that's not you know concerning, um, because who cares about the campers, you know whether they get flooded out or not? You've got all these people that are still trying to drive between the water and the campsites, and a lot of times they're literally driving right on top next to the trailers where children are playing, where people are walking, and you know there's there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to the exact placement on where they put those fences. And this is not just a temporary fence. I mean, this is like wire, you know, wire fencing that you can't just, you know, oh, we're just going to let's just move them a little bit to give us a little more room. They have to go in there and do something about it. Um, The bad thing is, is that they have um, uh, went in there and uh, brought in and tried to vegetate that area. And, oh man! Um, so so you, when you put when you put a plant out there or a bush, the wind blows sand around the bushes. So now it's creating all these little mini dunes, and it's becoming its own little ecosystem. So guess what? What are they going to say for justification on why they, you know, did it and why they need to keep it there? Well, because now you know it has become part of the ecosystem. They, you know, they 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 did it intentionally, knowing what'll end up happening. It's um, it's, it, it is a shame. Our writing area, uh, the SBRA is thirty five hundred acres. We're down to eleven 1, hundred acres of writing.
2: Wow, that's so sad.
0: That's so um, sad. And, and you know, the selfish thing for uh, for state parks, I think they'll. I don't think they're ever going to completely close it because if they do, then they then they'll be out of the OHV trust money. So, I and again, my opinion only. Um, I think that they're going lim- to they're going to probably take that down to like maybe four or five hundred acre, a little OHV riding park in the sand, and limit dr- drastically limit. And as long as they keep just a little bit of the acres for OHV, then they'll be able to still continue to tap into the um, to the OHV trust money. But uh, you know, <laughs> we just got to fight. We just got to continue to fight in um, court against that. Uh, we've had some positive victories. Um where the environmental groups have tried to band together to to um to discredit some of the other lawsuits that have been filed and the judge is like, No, 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 no. We're going to um you know, we're gonna see her day in court in other words. Um They've they've even tried to close Pier Avenue down um, before the closure of the park, and thankfully, um, you know, the the judges said no because right now everything is is locked up in lawsuits. So we're not gonna make any changes to that. And what's gonna happen when Pier Avenue if if they end up closing that for OHV access? The, The 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 retailers and the restaurants that are left there are gonna be left to fend for themselves. It's just I you know. The businesses are going to be heavily impacted, but...
2: Yeah, they they survive off of the OHV uh, community coming in to visit. I mean, especially during the summertime. The summertime, when everybody else says, oh, it's not the season, that's the main season to travel up and go to Oceano-Pismo Beach because you have the cooler weather for the beach right there. You have everybody from the inland, Central Valley. Everybody comes to Oceano to get access. Hey,
1: let's cancel Um, gambling in Vegas and see what happens. You
0: see, the the latest thing was um, the Oceano Dune. Uh, city Council, Oceano—not Dunes, but Oceano City Council—wants to close down uh, that little airport that's there. You know where all the little biplanes take off and they give rides and to people and stuff. What? They want to close that airport down, and so the city council has um, repeatedly said that they don't want that oil refinery that was closed down to be turned into an OHV camping and access area for the for the dunes, because I believe. That they want to go in there and they want to uh, revitalize that whole area. They want to come in with big um, resort type hotels, and I believe now they're targeting the airport because they want to also expand and make the airport area into this resort. Is and they're not saying it yet, but you know we've heard uh, little whispers of. And and, you know, uh, investment firms and people and real estate firms who are chomping at the bits, you know, pushing for the closure of the OHV, so they can go in there and make it make it some crazy uh, resort resort destination, which is going to dramatically change the whole entire area. So Yeah,
2: you know, I mean, the, even the, the if they were to, I think half of it, that draw would be having the OHV park there. What are the people going to do? What are they going to offer them to go out and go do? Uh,
1: you know, you you're going to tell surprised. me people hike
2: into that? I mean...
1: <laughs> no, they've yeah. got, so all these, they
0: got a plan. All these, all, there's all these alternative motives, and I've said it before, and I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but, you know... Uh, I don't think that closing the OHV Park has anything to, to do with the OH to, to the environmental no. impact that no. OHVs are having on the sand no. or, the, you know, in the wind and the, the, the little birds or any of the vegetation. It, it, you know, it's an, it's an attack on this type of lifestyle that, um, that we and all the listeners of your radio show enjoy. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is our lifestyle. This is something yeah. that we go and we do. It's part of our life. It's part of who we are. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, hey hey Mike, what happens?
1: What happens when a racetrack closes? You'll never see it again. Yeah. And the big land developers come in. If you go, to, you, you don't come down much. But uh, uh, Glen Helen, is it Glen, Glen Helen? Helen it's surrounded by homes. Yep. And here's this little patch of land where you can go off roading. I mean, it's a racetrack. Yep. And those guys, it's day by day, and it's all about it's all about money. And it's all about, you know, putting us in little boxes and, you know, behave ourselves.
2: Well, before we have to take a a break on real quick, though, I want to just do the Air Pollution Control District meeting. Um, One of the where you can go and make comments is coming up this week, Wednesday, May 18th. Um, The Air Pollution Control District uh, is um, going to be speaking about Oceano Dunes on this meeting. It is Wednesday, May 18th. There is a Zoom. You can go on to the Zoom and register for it. It is on the fringe of Oceano Dunes Facebook page and Instagram, and the Off-Road Coalition will be sharing it as well. Um, But that one is definitely one that we need people to register, speak. If you can't register and speak, if you're at work, you can email your comments. They are still counted. um, And we need more people to speak up and get involved. Um, You know, we have the same handful of 10 15 OHV representatives, and we're going up against 100, 150 environmentalists uh, speaking on their opinion and sharing theirs. So, um, with that, we got to take a quick break we're going to come right back after this
1: mike we'll let you go thank you very much and congratulations and like i tell audrey my first hour makes me mad and my last two hours make me mad because i do a gun show as well so i know your pain buddy Thank you guys appreciate Thanks, your time thank you guys all right hey we're gonna have to take a quick break you're listening to fm 961 am
2: eleven seventy.
1: the answer all right folks welcome back to sdorc dirt radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy.
2: The answer. I just want to say thank you one more time for yes. Mike McGarity for him calling in for on behalf of Corva, our new Corva president. I'm really excited to mm-hmm. join, um, join, see join, what join. He's join. going to bring forward. Yeah, um, Ken's absolutely amazing and great. Ken Clark spent many years on it, but I'm I'm really happy um, that that Mike's uh, able to take on the position, and I'm really happy. I'm I'm excited to see what what he can bring forth and what changes will happen with, with Corvac.
1: Fantastic. All right. Yeah. With that, we've got Ed And Where are you, Ed? Hi, I'm at my house.
3: Oh. I live halfway between the beginning and the end of the event. So I just stopped at, um, smart and final. I bought a bunch of drinks and some snacks and I'm after, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to head down to Pio Pico oh. and start getting it set up down there. So I'm pretty excited yeah, go ahead. Had a good turnout.
2: Yeah, had yeah. A good turnout for the event. Fifty registered uh, riders, of- and and then with the volunteers, I think there was just over sixty, maybe sixty-five riders all together to go out and do the route today. Super excited. Got our permit mm-hmm. from the county.
1: Getting new people to join up with the group. Uh, one- we did. We got some brand new people that
3: haven't ridden with that group. Didn't really know what San Diego Off Road Coalition is but they wanted to um, go on a motorcycle ride and meet some people. Cool. Got some new people.
2: Got a couple new um, members for the uh, Off-Road Coalition, so I'm a happy camper. Yeah. Yeah.
3: One kind of cool thing that came out of it is uh, the San Diego Adventure Riders has needed someone to work on their website. And a guy came in, um, contacted us last month, and said, yeah, I'm a rider and I'm a website guy, and I'd be happy to help you.
2: Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic.
3: we're super. High. Jesse, did you meet Jesse that came down there? Yeah, yeah. Jesse holiday. was
2: setting up everybody's GPS with Randy. He <laughs> was really nice. He was loading the the He's GPS just... onto everybody's bikes because we didn't go out and it wasn't going to be like a huge group ride. So all fifty weren't going out at the same time. Mm. Um, it was you arrive, you register, sign up, and then you know you and your group can w- once you have the route just take off and do it. One um, on the dirt roads, you don't want that dirt kicked up in your face behind you, and and you don't want that large of a group to be going right. at one time. So. I I don't think we had more than 20 riders go out at one time, um, to That's start, funny. but yeah, yeah. Uh, the first two that went out, I think where one was about 20 and the next group was about 15. And then mm-hmm. other than that, I think with five and five and five went out after that. So it was nice. It was really exciting. I'm happy to, to see that it's coming together really good. People were really excited to Didn't know about the back roads from Ramona to Descanso. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, you know, that they could go to Otai. um, One of the guys I talked to lives down by Otai and has never done it and didn't know. And he owns a house right there in East Lake, so I was like, "Wow, you're
1: five five
2: minutes from it, man! That's yeah, that's an awesome ride for Mm -hmm. you." So, well, that's
1: the reason people should join these groups because it really expands, you know, the ability of what's here in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the
3: whole reason, one of the main reasons we did this is. Uh, Months ago, we talked about the Border Patrol wanted to close the road, the dirt road that goes over Otai Mountain. Uh, They had illegal activity there. And so we reasoned that if the Bureau of Land Management had a permit application in hand, that would give them some more leverage to fight to keep it open. Mm -hmm. So the Border Patrol has asked P.O. Pico to close the gate. Um, So they've closed the gate at the bottom, but they will give anybody the combination to the lock. So don't tell anyone, but it's 1924 is the combination. (laughs) Wait, are we on the radio now?
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. And you will be in jail.
2: 1924 to unlock the gate? No, it's
1: 1924.
3: Wait. So um, I'm going to head over there, and I'm going to open the gate and swing it open and leave it open for the guys.
1: But isn't that it? Is it 1924? Yeah, it's
3: it's 1924.
1: Oh. 1924
3: is the combination. Uh, uh, Oh, my yeah. Um, so they're working with us and, and allowing people to go through there. Y- y- the problem is that bad guys were picking up uh, illegal uh, mm-hmm. travelers, people coming up across, and um, they're walking across where there's no wall. Do you remember a few years ago there was a big hubbub about putting a wall? along the border. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a section over by the mountain there that it's hard to put a wall, not impossible, but it's hard. And so they didn't put a wall and people are simply walking across and they get picked up on the mountain. And then the guys who pick them up, go out uh, this trail that we love. And there's been some chases and some accidents and Mm -hmm. the border patrol don't like that. And so instead of putting somebody there, uh, they want to just close the route yeah there's, the particular much section
2: loved route. yeah which it goes from the top of the the hill um near doghouse uh road and and the top it tees okay. down mm. and goes down to Piapico. pico so mm. you can enter one way and exit the other um and vice versa enter otai and go through and and exit off of uh, maroon valley road by the south bay rod and gun club on the other side um but the the particular section is called Miniwawa trail it's like two and a half three mm-hmm. miles and it gets narrow and has a couple of really sharp um you know 105 you know not exactly 180 but really sharp turns where it's a narrow road a blind corner you can't see if somebody's coming or not and mm-hmm. and there's been a couple of incidences especially when they um are trying to detain somebody that is speeding around those corners and mm. has a vehicle full of you know illegals trying mm. to get through there. So I mean, I get what the border patrol why they want to, um, but I don't I don't agree with it because once it's shut down. I mean, I grew up hunting um, out there. You know, I was a part of the the Hamul Pheasant Club, um, Ducks Unlimited, the whole nine yards, and we went out and we would hike back from. um Almost like where Barrett Junction Cafe is, there was trails that would go all through there. Um, you could jump on your dirt bike and ride through and out, and and you could go almost all the way to where um, George Bailey's, the state prison, is. And there was a lot of trails back there. Not all of those trails are closed. They'll mm. never be reopened again. Right. All because of this. Yeah, type once of it's action. closed, so, it's never reopened. Yeah, yeah, once it once it's closed, it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. The, the battle is ridiculous. So exactly. Um, this one hopefully we, we, with this event we're, we're putting on they're aware of it we had to pull the permit so the Bureau of Land Management knows the county knows that we're doing it um, you know the board of Patrol has to be aware of it as well uh, and, and bringing uh, attention to it one okay. we did we hosted the cleanup in September and now we're hosting another event here we are in May mm-hmm. um, it allows the agency to know that there are a lot of people that are, are interested this. active mm-hmm. users um, stakeholders that, that don't want to lose that area mm-hmm. so.
1: It's a tough fight.
2: Yeah. Um, One of the other things that I wanted to mention this week that is coming up is the uh, Off-Highway Motor Vehicle Recreation Commission of State Parks, our OHMVR division. Um, They have a a meeting this coming Friday, May 20th. Uh, You can register and partake online. Um, It is also going to be at the actual um, in-person this time, Actually, up in Sacramento um, at the uh, Four Points by Sheraton in Sacramento, near the International Airport. Um, They are going to be doing a tour of the Mammoth Bar OHV Recreation Area on May 19th, and then also speaking about that. Um, If you are interested in this, please register, um, become active. You can make comments on a couple of other things. They do have their agenda posted for Friday's meeting. Um, it is definitely uh, important to be active and be involved. They, do, they are going to be working on a couple of reports. One I just posted this week is Heber Dunes, which is here in Imperial Valley out by Hopeville um, near the Brawley Rodeo. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and you just run in it's about 400 acres of some small dunes. It's a nice area. If you've never been in the sand dunes, you don't know how to ride the dunes. You're getting new into riding. And you don't want um, to get lost. You don't want to get lost, yeah, because you can't really get lost there. Um, yeah,
3: it's a small place. I've ridden there.
2: Yeah, it's a small place. Um Here.
3: They're doing a habitat uh, plan out there, which I think is weird because I don't think there's a lot of uh, native plants in there. There's a lot of eucalyptus that's not indigenous. Yeah. And what's, what's funny about the place is it's completely surrounded by farms. There's this one big sand dune area that they never farmed, and it used to be just sort of a party spot. And uh, I don't know, around, around 1980, they made it into an off-road park. And it's kind of neat. It doesn't have a lot of cultural value or uh, biological value, which is one of the reasons they made it uh, an off-road park. It's just a, a big pile of sand and some trees. So I haven't opened the plan yet, but I'm interested to see just what they've uh, what they found and what they think is important over there.
2: Yeah. So in the
3: coming weeks, we'll report on that.
2: Yeah. It's a 30-day comment period open until June um, 9th, I think, is when it's open till. Um And so they, they have a wildlife habitat protection plan currently in place. It's been in place for the last 20 years, and now they're updating it. So it kind of it sunsets, and they're going to have a new operating plan for it or or wildlife protection plan for, for it. So. Um, um, but there are several things. Um, become active. Speak up. Get involved. CORVA, California Off-Road Vehicle Association, San Diego Off-Road Coalition. We're membership organizations. Your $25 literally pays mm-hmm. to help us keep uh, Places open. Mike doesn't get paid for doing his job. We're all volunteers.
1: So chip in and help out. Yes. Audrey, can you believe it's only an hour? You can go home. I know. <laughs> all right, folks. Don't touch that, that dial. That was great. Yak Radio right around the corner talking Porsche Macon FM 1 am 1170.
2: The answer.